Part two of A Treatise on the True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary by Louis Marie Grignon de Montfort, translated by Father Frederick Faber, D.D. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Discernment of the True Devotion to Our Blessed Lady. Having said something so far of the necessity which we have of the devotion to the Most Holy Virgin, I must now show in what this devotion consists. This I will do, by God's help, after I shall have first presupposed some fundamental truths, which shall throw light on that grand and solid devotion which I desire to disclose. First truth. Jesus Christ, our Saviour, true God and true man, ought to be the last end of all our other devotions, else they are false and delusive. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end of all things. We labor not, as the Apostle says, except to render every man perfect in Jesus Christ, because it is in him alone that the whole plenitude of the divinity dwells, together with all the other plenitudes of graces, virtues, and perfections, because it is in him alone that we have been blessed with all spiritual benediction, and because he is our only master who has to teach us, our only Lord on whom we ought to depend, our only head to whom we must belong, our only model to whom we should conform ourselves, our only physician who can heal us, our only shepherd who can feed us, our only way who can lead us, our only truth who can make us grow, our only life who can animate us, and our only all in all things who can suffice us. There has been no other name given under heaven except the name of Jesus by which we can be saved. God has laid no other foundation of our salvation, of our perfection, and of our glory, except Jesus Christ. Every building which is not built upon that firm rock is founded upon the moving sand, and sooner or later will fall infallibly. Every one of the faithful who is not united to him, as a branch to the stalk of the vine, shall fall, shall wither, and shall be fit only to be cast into the fire. If we are in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ in us, we have no condemnation to fear. Neither the angels of heaven, nor the men of earth, nor the devils of hell, nor any other creatures can injure us, because they cannot separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ. By Jesus Christ, with Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, we can do all things. We can render all honor and glory to God in the unity of the Holy Ghost. We can become perfect ourselves and be to our neighbor a good odor of eternal life. If, then, we establish the solid devotion to our Blessed Lady, it is only to establish more perfectly the devotion to Jesus Christ, and to put forward an easy and secure means for finding Jesus Christ. If devotion to Our Lady removed us from Jesus Christ, we should have to reject it as an illusion of the devil. But on the contrary, so far from this being the case, there is nothing which makes devotion to Our Lady more necessary for us, as I have already shown and will show still further hereafter, than that it is the means of finding Jesus Christ perfectly, of loving him tenderly, and of serving him faithfully. I here turn for one moment to thee, O my sweet Jesus, to complain lovingly to thy divine majesty that the greater part of Christians, even the most learned, do not know the necessary union which there is between thee and thy holy mother. Thou, Lord, art always with Mary, and Mary is always with thee, and she cannot be without thee, else she would cease to be what she is. 
she is so transformed into thee by grace that she lives no more that she is as though she were not it is thou only my jesus who livest and reignest in her more perfectly than in all the angels and the blessed ah if we knew the glory and the love which thou received in this admirable creature we should have very different thoughts both of thee and her from what we have now she is so intimately united with thee that it were easier to separate the light from the sun the heat from the fire i say more it were easier to separate from thee all the angels and the saints than the divine mary because she loves thee more ardently and glorifies thee more perfectly than all other creatures put together after that my sweet master is it not an astonishingly pitiable thing to see the ignorance and the darkness of all men here below in regard to thy holy mother i speak not so much of idolaters and pagans who knowing thee not care not to know thee i speak not even of heretics and schismatics who care not to be devout to thy holy mother being separated as they are from thee and thy holy church but i speak of catholic christians and even of doctors amongst catholics who make profession of teaching truths to others and yet know not thee nor thy holy mother except in a speculative dry barren and indifferent manner these doctors speak but rarely of thy holy mother and of the devotion which we ought to have to her because they fear so they say lest we should abuse it and should do some injury to thee in too much honouring thy holy mother if they see or hear any one devout to our blessed lady speaking often of his devotion to that good mother in a tender strong and persuasive way as of a secure means without delusion as of a short road without danger as of an immaculate way without perfection and as of a wonderful secret for finding and loving thee perfectly they cry out against him and give him a thousand false reasons by way of proving to him that he ought not to talk so much of our blessed lady that there are great abuses in that devotion and that we must direct our energies to destroy these abuses and to speak of thee rather than to incline the people to devotion to our blessed lady whom they already love sufficiently we hear them sometimes speak of devotion to thy holy mother not for the purpose of establishing it and persuading men to it but to destroy the abuses which are made of it while all that time these teachers are without piety or tender devotion towards thyself simply because they have none for mary they regard the rosary the scapular and the chaplet as devotions proper for weak and ignorant minds and without which men can save themselves and if there falls into their hands any poor client of our lady who says his rosary or has any other practice of devotion towards her they soon change his spirit and his heart instead of the rosary they counsel him the seven penitential psalms instead of devotion to the holy virgin they counsel him devotion to jesus christ o oh, my sweet jesus have these people got thy spirit do they please thee in acting thus is it to please thee to spare one single effort to please thy mother for fear of thereby displeasing thee does devotion to thy holy mother hinder devotion to thyself is it that she attributes to herself the honour which we pay her is it that she makes a side for herself apart is it that she is an alien who has no union with thee does it displease thee that we should try to please her is it to separate or to alienate ourselves from thy love to give ourselves to her and to love her yet my sweet master the greater part of the learned could not shrink more from devotion to thy holy mother and could not show more indifference to it 
if all that i have just said were true keep me lord keep me from their sentiments and their practices and give me some share in the sentiments of gratitude esteem respect and love which thou hast in regard to thy holy mother in order that i may love thee and glorify thee all the more by imitating and following thee more closely so as if up to this point i had still said nothing in honour of thy holy mother give me now the grace to praise her worthily foc me digne tuam machem caladere in spite of all her enemies who are thine as well and grant me to say loudly with the saints non presumat aliquis deum se habere propitium qui benedictum matrim offensum haberit let not that man presume to look for the mercy of god who offends his holy mother to obtain of thy mercy a true devotion to thy holy mother to inspire it to the whole earth make me to love thee ardently and for that end receive the burning prayer which i make to thee with st augustine and thy true friends tuus christus pater meus sanctus deus meus pius rex meus magnus pastor meus bonus magister meus unus adjutor meus optimus dilectus meus pacerimus panis meus vivus tocerus meus in aeternum dux meus ad patrium lux mea vera dulceda mea sancta via mea recta sapientia mea placera simplicitas mea pura concordia mea pacifica custodia mea tota hortio mea bona salus mea sempiterna christi jesu amabilis domine curamavi quare compupivi in omni vita mea quiquam praetor te jesum deum meum ubi erum quando tecum mente non erum iam ex hoe nunc omnia desidera mea in calicite et effluit in dominum jesum curite sactis hatenus tardastis preparat quo pergitis quarite quam caritis jesu qui non amate anathema sit qui te non amat maritudinibus repletor o dulcis jesu tuam et in te delectator te admirator omnis sensus bonus tue conveniens laudi deus cordia mei et pars mea christia jesu deficiat cor meum spiritu suo et vivas tu emei et consolatat spiritu meo vivus carbara moris tui et excretat in ignum perfectum ardiat judicer in ars cordis mei ferviat in medus meis flagrat in asconditis anima mea in die consumationis mea consumatus inveniar apute amen i have desired to put in latin this admirable prayer of st augustine in order that those who understand latin may say it every day to ask for the love of god which we seek by the divine mary the translator thinks it well to give the prayer in english and without throwing it into the small print of a note thou art christ my holy father my tender god my great king my good shepherd my one master my best helper my most beautiful and my beloved my living bread my priest for ever my leader to my country my true light my holy sweetness my straight way my excellent wisdom my pure simplicity my pacific harmony my whole guard my good portion my everlasting salvation christ jesus sweet lord why have i ever loved why in my whole life have i ever desired anything except thee jesus my god 
where was i when i was not in thy mind with thee now from this time forth do ye all my desire grow hot and flow out upon the lord run ye have been tardy so far hasten whither ye are going seek whom ye are seeking o jesus may he who loves thee not be anathema may he who loves thee not be filled with bitterness o sweet jesus may every good feeling that is fitted for thy praise love thee delight in thee admire thee god of my heart and my portion christ jesus may my heart faint away in spirit and mayest thou be my life within me may the live coal of thy love grow hot within my spirit and break forth into a perfect fire may it burn incessantly on the altar of my heart may it glow in my innermost being may it blaze in hidden recesses of my soul and in the day of my consummation may i be found consummated with thee amen second truth we must conclude from what jesus christ is with regard to us that we do not belong to ourselves but as the apostle says are entirely his as his members and his slaves whom he has bought at an infinitely dear price the price of all his blood before baptism we belong to the devil as his slaves but baptism has made us true slaves of jesus christ who have no right to live to work or to die except to bring forth fruit for that god-man to glorify him in our bodies and to let him reign in our souls because we are his conquest his acquired people and his inheritance it is for the same reason that the holy ghost compares us one to trees planted along the waters of grace in the field of the church who ought to bring forth their fruit in their seasons two to the branches of a vine of which jesus christ is the stock and which must yield good grapes three to a flock of which jesus christ is the shepherd and which is to multiply and give milk four to a good land of which god is the laborer in which the seed multiplies itself and brings forth thirtyfold sixtyfold and a hundredfold jesus christ cursed the unfruitful fig tree and gave sentence against the useless servant who had not made any profit on his talent all this proves to us that jesus christ wishes to receive some fruit from our wretched selves namely our good works because those good works belong to him alone creati in operibus bonia in christo jesu created in good works in christ jesus which would show both that jesus christ is the sole principle and ought to be the sole end of all our good works and also that we ought to serve him not as servants on wages but as slaves of love i will explain myself here on earth there are two ways of belonging to another and of depending on his authority namely simple service and slavery what we mean by a servant and what we mean by a slave by common service amongst christians a man engages himself to serve another during certain times at a certain rate of wages or of recompense by slavery a man is entirely dependent on another for his whole life and must serve his master without pretending to any wages or reward just as one of his beasts over which he has the right of life and death there are three sorts of slavery a slavery of nature a slavery of constraint and a slavery of the will all creatures are slaves of god in the first sense domini est terra et plenitudo eius the earth is the lord's and the fullness of it the demons and the damned are slaves in the second sense the just and the saints in the third the slavery of the will is the most glorious to god who looks at the heart claims the heart and calls himself the god of the heart that is of the loving will 
because by that slavery we make choice of god and his service above all things even when nature does not oblige us to it there is an entire difference between a servant and a slave one a servant does not give all he is all he has and all he can acquire by himself or by another to his master but the slave gives himself whole and entire to his master all he has and all he can gain without any exception two the servant exacts wages for the services which he performs for his master but the slave can exact nothing whatever assiduity whatever industry whatever energy he may have at his work three the servant can leave his master when he pleases or at least when the time of his service shall be expired but the slave has no right to quit his master at his will for the master of the servant has no right of life and death over him so that if he kill him like one of his beasts of burden he would commit an unjust homicide but the master of the slave has by the law a right of life and death over him so that he may sell him to any body he likes or kill him as if he stood on the same level as one of his horses five lastly the servant is only for a time in his master's service the slave is for always there is nothing among men which makes us belong to another more than slavery there is nothing among christians which make us more absolutely belong to jesus christ and his holy mother than the slavery of the will according to the example of jesus christ himself who took on him the form of a slave for love of us for Monserviatipians, and also according to the example of the Holy Virgin, who is called the servant and the slave of the Lord. The Apostle calls himself, as by a title of honor, Servus Christi, the slave of Christ. Christians are often called in the Holy Scriptures, Servi Christi, slaves of Christ, which word Servus, as a great man has truly remarked, signified in old times nothing but a slave, because there were no servants then like those of the present day masters were served only either by slaves or by freedmen it is this which the catechism of the holy council of trent in order to leave no doubt about our being slaves of jesus christ expresses by an unequivocal term in calling us mancipia christi slaves of jesus christ having premised this i say that we ought to be to jesus christ and to serve him not only as mercenary servants but as loving slaves who by an effect of great love give themselves up to serve him in the quality of slaves for the simple honour of belonging to him before baptism we were the slaves of the devil baptism has made us the slaves of jesus christ christians must need be either the slaves of the devil or the slaves of jesus christ what i say absolutely of jesus christ i say relatively of our blessed lady jesus christ having chosen her for the inseparable companion of his life of his death of his glory and of his power in heaven and upon earth has given her by grace relatively to his majesty all the same rights and privileges which he possesses by nature quid quid deo convenit per naturam maria convenit per gratiam all that is fitting to god by nature is fitting to mary by grace say the saints so that according to them mary and jesus having but the same will and the same power the two of the same subjects servants and slaves we may therefore following the sentiments of the saints and of many great men call ourselves and make ourselves the loving slaves of the most holy virgin in order to be by that very means the more perfectly the slaves of jesus christ our blessed lady is the means our lord made use of to come to us she is also the means which we must make use of to go to him 
for she is not like all the rest of creatures who if we should attach ourselves to them might rather draw us away from god than draw us near him the strongest inclination of mary is to unite us to jesus christ her son and the strongest inclination of the son is that we should come to him by his holy mother it is to honour and please him just as it would be to do honour and pleasure to a king to become more perfectly his subject and his slave by making ourselves the slaves of the queen it is on this account that the holy fathers and st bonaventure after them said that our lady was the way to go to our lord via veni indi ad christum est a propriquere ad elam the way of coming to christ is to draw near to her moreover if as i have said the holy virgin is the queen and sovereign of heaven and of earth then is it not true what has been said by st anselm st bernard st bernardine and st bonaventure has she not as many subjects and slaves as there are creatures imperio de omnia subjiciuntur et virgo et je imperio virginis omnia subjiuntur et deus all things the virgin included are subjects to the empire of god behold all things and god included are subject to the empire of the virgin is it not reasonable that amongst so many slaves of constraint there should be some of love who of their own good will and the quality of slaves should choose mary for their mistress what are men and devils to have their voluntary slaves and mary to have none what shall a king hold it to be for his honour that the queen his companion should have slaves over whom she has the right of life and death because the honour and power of the one is the honour and power of the other and yet are we to think that our lord who as the best of all sons has divided his entire power with his holy mother shall take it ill that she too has her slaves has he less respect and love for his mother than ahasuerus had for esther or than solomon for Bathsheba? who shall dare to say so or even to think it but whither is my pen hurrying me why am i stopping here to prove a thing so plain if we do not wish to call ourselves slaves of the blessed virgin what matter let us make ourselves and call ourselves slaves of jesus christ for that is to be the slave of the holy virgin inasmuch as jesus is the fruit and the glory of mary and it is in this very thing which we do by the devotion of which we are hereafter to speak third truth our best actions are ordinarily stained and corrupted by the ground of evil which is so deeply laid up in us when we put clean and clear water into a vessel which has a foul and evil smell or wine into a cask the inside of which has been spoiled by another wine which has been in it the clear water and the good wine are spoiled and readily take the bad odour in like manner when god puts into the vessel of our soul spoilt by original and actual sin his grace and heavenly dews or the delicious wine of his love his gifts are ordinarily spoiled and corrupted by the bad leaven and the evil which sin has left within us our actions even the most sublime and virtuous feel the effects of it it is therefore of great importance in the acquiring of perfection which it must be remembered is only acquired by union with jesus christ to empty ourselves of everything which is bad within us otherwise our lord who is infinitely pure and hates infinitely the least stain upon our souls will cast us out from his presence and will not unite himself to us one to empty ourselves of ourselves we must first 
thoroughly recognize by the light of the holy ghost our inward corruption our incapacity for every good thing useful for salvation our weakness in all things our inconstancy at all times our indignity of every grace and our iniquity in every position the sin of our first father has spoiled us all soured us puffed us up and corrupted us as the leaven sours puffs and corrupts the paste into which it is put the actual sins which we have committed whether mortal or venial pardoned though they may be have nevertheless increased our concupiscence our weakness our inconstancy and our corruption and have left evil consequences in our souls our bodies are so corrupted that they are called by the holy ghost bodies of sin conceived in sin nourished in sin and capable of all sin bodies subject to thousands of maladies which go on corrupting from day to day and which engender nothing but disease vermin and corruption our soul united to our body has become so carnal that it is called flesh all flesh having corrupted its way we have nothing for our portion but pride and blindness in the spirit hardness in the heart weakness and inconstancy in the soul concupiscence revolted passions and sicknesses in the body we are naturally prouder than peacocks more grovelling on the earth than toads more vile than unclean animals more envious than serpents more gluttonous than hogs more furious than tigers lazier than tortoises weaker than reeds and more capricious than weathercocks we have done in our own selves nothing but nothingness and sin and we deserve nothing but the anger of god and the everlasting hell after this ought we to be astonished if our lord has said that whatsoever wishes to follow him must renounce himself and hate his own soul and that whosoever shall love his own soul shall lose it and whosoever shall hate it shall save it he who has infinite wisdom does not give commandments without reason and he has only commanded us to hate ourselves because we so richly deserve to be hated nothing is worthier of love than god and nothing is worthier of hatred than ourselves two secondly in order to empty ourselves of ourselves we must die to ourselves daily that is to say we must renounce the operations of the powers of our soul and of the senses of our body we must see as if we saw not understand as if we understood not and make use of the things of this world as if we made no use of them at all this is what st paul calls dying daily quotidie morior if the grain of corn falling on the earth does not die it remains earth and brings forth no good fruit nisi granum frumenti cadens interum mortuum fruit ipsum solum manet if we die not to ourselves and if our holiest devotions do not incline us to this necessary and useful death we shall bring forth no fruit worth anything and our devotions will become useless all our justices will be stained by self-love and our own will and this will cause god to hold in abomination the greatest sacrifices we can make and the best actions we can do so that at our death we shall find our hands empty of virtues and of merits and we shall not have one spark of pure love which is only communicated to souls dead to themselves souls whose life is hidden with jesus christ in god three we must choose therefore among all the devotions to the blessed virgin the one which draws us most towards this death to ourselves inasmuch as it will be the best and the most sanctifying for we must not think that all that shines is gold that all that tastes sweet is honey or all that is easy to do and is done by the greatest number is sanctifying as there are secrets of nature to do in a short time 
at little cost and with facility natural operations so also in like manner there are secrets in the order of grace to do in a short time with sweetness and facility supernatural operations such as emptying ourselves of self filling ourselves with god and becoming perfect the practice which i am about to disclose is one of these secrets of grace unknown by the greatest number of christians known even to few of the devout and practised and relished by a far less number still but in order to begin to disclose this practice let us consider a fourth truth which is a consequence of the third fourth truth it is more perfect because it is more humble not to approach god of ourselves without taking a mediator the very foundation of our nature as i have just shown is so corrupted that if we lean on our own works industries and preparations in order to reach god and to please him it is certain that our justices will be defiled or be of little weight before god to engage him to unite himself to us and to hear us it is not without reason that god has given us mediators with his majesty he has seen our unworthiness and incapacity he has had pity upon us and in order to give us access to his mercies he has provided us with powerful intercessors with his grandeur insomuch that to neglect these mediators and to draw near to his holiness directly and without any recommendation is to fail in humility it is to fail in respect towards god so high and so holy it is to make less account of that king of kings than we should make of a king or prince of earth whom we should not willingly approach without some friend to speak for us our lord is our advocate and mediator of redemption with god the father it is by him that we ought to pray in union with the whole church triumphant and militant it is by him that we have access to the majesty of the father before whom we ought never to appear except leaning on the merits and indeed clothed with the merits of his son just as the young jacob came before his father isaac in the skins of the kids to receive his benediction but have we not need of a mediator with a mediator himself is our purity great enough to unite us directly to him and by ourselves is he not god in all things equal to his father and by consequence the holy of holies as worthy of respect as his father if by his infinite charity he has made himself our bail and our mediator with god his father in order to appease him and to pay him what we owed him are we on that account to have less respect and less fear for his majesty and his sanctity let us say boldly with st bernard that we have need of a mediator with the mediator himself and that it is the divine mary who is the most capable of filling that charitable office it is by her that jesus christ came and it is by her that we must go to him if we fear to go directly to jesus christ our god whether because of his infinite greatness or because of our vileness or because of our sins let us boldly implore the aid and intercession of mary our mother she is good she is tender she has nothing in her austere or repulsive nothing too sublime and too brilliant in seeing her we see our pure nature she is not the sun who by the vivacity of his rays blinds us because of our weakness but she is fair and gentle as the moon which receives the light of the sun and tempers it to render it more suitable to our capacity she is so charitable that she repels none of those who ask her intercession no matter how great sinners they have been for as the saints say never has it been heard since the world was the world that any one as confidently and perseveringly had recourse to our blessed lady and yet has been repelled 
she is so powerful that never have any of her petitions been refused she has but to show herself before her son to pray to him and straightway he grants her desires straightway he receives her prayers he is always lovingly vanquished by the breasts the yearnings and the prayers of his dearest mother all this is drawn from st bernard and from st bonaventure so that according to them we have three steps to mount to go to god the first which is the nearest to us and the most suited to our capacity is mary the second is jesus christ and the third is god the father to go to jesus we must go to mary she is our mediatrix of intercession to go to god the father we must go to jesus for he is our mediator of redemption now it is by the devotion which i am about to bring forward that this order is guarded perfectly fifth truth it is very difficult considering our weakness and frailty to preserve in ourselves the graces and treasures which we have received from god one because we have this treasure which is worth more than heaven and earth put together in frail vessels habemus thesarum istum in vasis victilibus we have this treasure in earthen vessels in a corruptible body and in a weak and inconstant soul which a mere nothing disturbs and dejects two because the devils who are skilful thieves wish to surprise us unawares and to strip us they watch day and night for the favourable moment for that end they go round about us incessantly to devour us and to snatch from us in one moment by a sin all that we have gained of graces and of merits for many years their malice their experience their stratagems and their number ought to make us fear immensely this misfortune especially when we see how many persons fuller of grace than we are richer in virtues better founded in experience and far higher exalted in sanctity have been surprised robbed and unhappily pillaged ah how many of the cedars of lebanon how many of the stars of the firmament have we not seen to fall miserably and in the twinkling of an eye to lose all their height and all their brightness whence comes that sad and curious change it has not been for want of grace which is wanting to no man but it has been want of humility they thought themselves stronger and more sufficient than they were they thought themselves capable of guarding their own treasures they trusted in themselves leaned upon themselves they thought their house secure enough and their coffers strong enough to keep the precious treasure of their grace it is because of that scarcely sensible leaning upon themselves while all the while it seemed to them that they were leaning only on the grace of god that the most just lord has permitted them to be robbed by leaving them to themselves alas if they had but known the admirable devotion which i will unfold presently they would have confided their treasure to a virgin powerful and faithful who would have kept it for them as if it had been her own possession nay who would have even taken it as an obligation of justice on herself to preserve it for them three it is difficult to persevere in justice because of the strange corruption of the world the world is now so corrupt that it seems to be inevitable that religious hearts should be soiled if not by its mud at least by its dust so that it has become a kind of miracle for any one to remain firm in the midst of this impetuous torrent without being drawn in by it in the midst of that stormy sea without being drowned in it or stripped by the pirates and the corsairs in the midst of that pestilent air without being infected by it it is the virgin alone faithful in whom the serpent has never had part 
who works this miracle for those who serve her in that sweet way which i have shortly to unfold having assumed these five truths we must now take more pains than ever to make a good choice of the true devotion to our blessed lady there are at this time more than ever false devotions to our blessed lady which it is easy to mistake for true ones the devil like a false coiner and a subtle and experienced sharper has already deceived and destroyed so many souls by a false devotion to the blessed virgin that he makes a daily use of his diabolical experience to plunge many others by this same way into everlasting perdition amusing them lulling them to sleep in sin under the pretext of some prayers badly said or of some outward practices which he inspires as a false coiner doesn't ordinarily counterfeit anything but gold and silver or very rarely the other metals because they are not worth the trouble so the evil spirit does not for the most part counterfeit the other devotions but only those to jesus and mary the devotion to holy communion and to our blessed lady because they are among other devotions what gold and silver are amongst metals it is then very important first of all to know one false devotions to our blessed lady in order to avoid them and two the true devotion in order to embrace it in conclusion among so many practices of true devotion to our blessed lady i will explain more in detail in the second part of this treatise which is the most perfect one the one most agreeable to our lady the most glorious to god and the most sanctifying to ourselves in order that we may attach ourselves to it end of part two